0: Welcome to the Umbia yeah Sports Podcast with John and Chris, where it's unapologetically just about the sports. We're glad you joined us. Let's jump right in. It's Monday, we drift through the sports doldrums. Unfortunately, it continues. Uh, today is, was the uh, SEC Media Day, and for, for those of us that grew up in the South, I guess that's, that kind of counts as a big deal this time of the year, maybe. Maybe not a lot going on. The Mariners are uh, on uh, a winning streak like none other. So I guess that that's happening. So, uh, again, baseball, dog days of summer, that kind of thing. So I'm Chris, and with me, as always, is John. Hey, listeners, thank you for tuning in. If you haven't done so already, you can help us out by subscribing to the podcast, by kind of hitting that subscribe button in your podcasting app, uh, that'll get you episodes as soon as they are available. And uh, if you've got other people that you know that like like sports like you do, then let them know that we're out there and they can find us. Um, that would be awesome. And uh, if you, uh, like me, are interested in what's happening in the world of sports, you can jump over to umyasports.com, and that is a website that is curated from around the socials and around the Uh, around the internet local sites and we go grab the most important information going on in the sports world and we make that available to you free of ads uh, free of charge and uh, that's about it oh we're over on twitter at um sports and you can talk to us over there so reach out love to hear from you hey john hey how you doing i am doing well what's happening nothing much just Seriously, out. nothing much.
1: Sports world has gone relatively
0: quiet. It has gone quiet, so we got to kind of pick through, uh, pick through what's out there, and figure out what to uh, what to talk about. So we've got a a few NBA topics that we can uh, that we can hit on, um, and then uh, maybe a, a little baseball talk for a second. So the uh, the big three at the Lakers was uh, his uh, AD LeBron. Russell Westbrook, mm-hmm. they're going to play nice and they're going to work together and carry forward in a new way.
1: Yeah. Is that right? Apparently, they got on a phone conversation. All of them agreed uh, to work together and play this season and kind of nice. get through it, uh, which means probably Kyrie's not coming and okay. Russell Westbrook's not going to the Spurs. So, there's been rumors over the last couple of weeks, last couple of days in particular, that the Spurs were going to help the Lakers and the Nets make the deal, Kyrie go to the Lakers, uh, the Spurs give draft choices, and then the uh, Spurs get Russell Westbrook, and there's the, kind of that whole trade working there. Yeah. Uh, but from if that, from the sounds of that, something must not really be in the works. Um, I've heard uh, stuff that says, not really rumors, more facts, but that Kyrie is just kind of, all right, I'm staying with the Nets. There's not really any sense of fighting this anymore. Let's kind of just keep going. So he's just kind of sitting there. The only player it seems like will actually leave the Nets at you know in the near future uh, is Kevin Durant. They're still Kay. working with Kevin Durant to get something done, and so that's a different and where, story.
0: And where is and so the the, the is there? A, there's
1: a rumor he's going to go to Washington. There's a rumor he'll go everywhere. Okay. Uh, at this point, okay. It, I don't want just, him to
0: go. There's so many teams I don't want him to go to. So many. Phoenix is one of them. I don't want him to go to Phoenix. And that
1: sounds like that's out of the picture because Good. they just traded or they just matched the um uh the trade or the um the agreement that the pacers did for him
0: okay they made like an
1: offer or something. and they matched it so yeah. now they get him back which was worth like 200 million dollars so okay there's the report said that this it closes a lot of the windows that would have worked for them to get kevin Durant. Yeah, so that's not gonna be cheap they can't do both so they decided yeah. who they wanted so that's pretty much out of the picture the heat still really want him but they need to get someone involved be that, that third party to you know get that done Washington, I don't think I think that'd be kind of fun to get Bradley Beal and Kevin Durant on the same team. The problem everyone is dealing with is with this Kevin Durant situation is they is that they want um, and Donovan Mitchell. They want superstar players in return. They're not yeah. really satisfied with. Getting you know a couple of different well, sure. pieces and some yeah, if you're draft let, choices.
0: going to let someone like that go. You better get something for it. So the build. problem
1: then remains is Kevin Durant wants to go to a team that you actually have a chance of winning with, and yeah. the Nets wanted to play take all the players that <laughs> makes sure. it a championship sure. opportunity. Yeah. So they're not really working together, working against each other in a way that you will probably make this a stalemate. I think they'll both be in Brooklyn at the start of the season before something really? actually gets done. I just I don't see any team making this move at this point. They're just kind of going with different players, re-signing the players that are already there. The Blazers were an option. That's gone. Phoenix was an option. That's gone. I mean, it's just the Knicks got Jalen Brunson. That's probably gone. The Jazz don't even anymore. The Timberwolves traded. So I think it's going to be a lot more of these deals that we see around the league are going to be more of the non-superstar caliber and more of just kind of pieces that work together with the players already have and try to create something it's not like it's going to be they're trying to invest in these players like kevin Durant, donovan mitchell someone like that and also i just think it's it's been a weird market rudy gobert gets a huge trade package that he's not worth um and jalen brunson gets a huge money back in the Knicks or at the knicks it was like I think it was like $150 million or something like that over a four-year deal or whatever, and the Knicks don't really have that key piece that's going to help them win a championship. Uh, James Harden takes a price cut to help them sign players for the few of the 76ers, and yet Donovan Mitchell and Kevin Durant can't find home. So it's just kind of this weird situation where all the players that should be leaving aren't leaving, and all the players that you had no idea were even on the table or even in a question are now leaving and going to different teams. So now you're kind of in a situation where it feels very much like Kevin Durant staying, Kyrie Irving staying at least for a little while because there's no need for the Nets to rush yeah. uh, to trade either of these guys. They're under contract for at least another year. If you're looking for Kevin Durant, that's three more years after this year, so they got plenty of time. And Ben is is Ben Simmons. coming? Ben back? Simmons is not in the question. He's going to come back. I mean, yeah. it would be it would really be dumb of him to try to complain and try to get his way out because that's going to you know diminish everything. The so one they, thing I
0: mean, they could they could that could if they if they had a phone call say <laughs> decided to. You That's, know.
1: I think, more of LeBron James than anyone else. Okay. Uh, I think LeBron James is trying to make this work. Uh, I don't think LeBron James is going to sign that deal to get go back to Lakers. I think it's just a dumpster fire at this point that he doesn't want to be part of. Uh, and I think he's just holding out until his son gets into the league because yeah. he said this. he wants to play one year with his son, and then he's done. Okay. So he's just holding out for that. Yeah. Um. And so now it's just kind of at the point where I think it is a contract year, so he needs to get it renewed next year or before that. Is he going to sign with this Lakers team if they don't get him a great player to help win championships and win games with? Probably not, and he'll probably end up going somewhere else, and that will be the biggest story. And Kevin Durant's story will look like nothing all of a sudden. So it's one of those things where right now, it's we're just it's not going to be shaken up like it was on paper going to be if Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Donovan Mitchell moved. I'd be really surprised if anyone gave up what Kevin Durant or Donovan Mitchell are or, or, or what they're asking for to get them but I was also really surprised that Jalen Brunson got the offer he was got because there's nothing that screams superstar or championship winning player uh, coming out of Jalen Brunson. So that's surprising as well. But uh, by the Lakers at this point, it's just, I think they're just, okay, we're, we're realizing at this point, we're going to have to make this work. We're going to have to get something done here. I think Donovan Mitchell, or I think um, um, Russell Westbrook just needs healthy LeBron James and healthy Anthony Davis. Right now we know that LeBron James is healthy. I know Russell Westbrook is healthy, but Anthony Davis has kind of just been in this weird spot. But if we can get all three of those guys healthy, I don't see a reason why this Lakers team can't be good. I think they've got a lot of good supporting cast. I think they should go after Patrick Beverly if he's saying he wants to go to the Lakers. And then you can start to uh, put together piece by piece a reasonably good Lakers team uh, for a while. But it's going to have to really come from health from the players that they already have. If they can't stay healthy and they get injured again, That's going to hose their opportunity, their chances, and that's going to make LeBron James look at this in a very different light. So right now, I think this is a year where the Lakers are getting help from LeBron James with him. And I imagine that's where this is coming from, where they're kind of talking um, because, I mean, he seems like he's the leader of that team. So right now, you just kind of have to look at it. New head coach, um, you still have those three guys. You can't really figure out any way to deal off Russell Westbrook in his contract. You're going to have to keep him. So then you kind of have to look at it as – they get to the playoffs, and they win a championship. LeBron James probably sticks around, uh, and you're probably able to sign some extra players to help things move along. They get eliminated from playoff contention uh, in any round or the playing tournament. I don't think LeBron James comes back and says, okay, I'm putting my you know last couple of years in the league with the Lakers. I don't think that makes sense, especially with how long they're going to want to lock him up and all that stuff. He could go to any any team he really wanted to, any team would be dumb not to have. And that's like a Tom Brady situation in the NFL where Tom mm-hmm. Brady became available. Sure. Uh, and you know, any team would be dumb not to sign him. So then you kind of wonder what would teams look like and should teams be not trading all of their players away and be waiting for LeBron James to become available. If that's where it's go I would be, if I was a GM right now owner, I'd be watching the Lakers and seeing what happens over the next couple of weeks, over the next couple of months. And then over the NBA season, because that's, what's really going to shake up the lead, not Donovan Mitchell, not Kevin Durant. That might tra- shake it up for a little while, but it could also put you in a severe disadvantage of getting a LeBron James type caliber player maybe later on. Uh, so that's going to be a really interesting storyline kind of comes out of. But if I was Lakers right now, I'd be very happy LeBron James is making Anthony Davis and LeBron J- or in, 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 uh, Russell Westbrook kind of work together, play together, and hopefully we can put all this Laker drama behind us. Will Donovan Mitchell be a member of the Utah Jazz next season? I feel like it's the similar situation to Kevin Ramp. I think that right now they went from, no, Donovan Mitchell is not available, to, we well, here, Donovan, Donovan Mitchell trades. So it sounds like the Knicks are going to trade him, and then you figure out what they asked for, and you're like, oh, that makes sense why they didn't trade him. And what I meant by what they asked for, they wanted um, six first-round picks from the Knicks, They wanted uh, Obi Taubin. They wanted uh, Manuel Quickly, who are one of their two best players, uh, Miles McBride uh, and one other player, in exchange for Donovan Mitchell. There's no team that would be willing to give all that up for Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell's good and all, but he hasn't proven to be uh, LeBron James, uh, a Luka Doncic, a... Uh, Damian, uh, uh, Damian Lillard, or some or some of these superstars around the league, or maybe even Donovan Mitchell, that can win playoff games and get you deep into the playoffs. He hasn't proven to be that guy. So investing that much, that's like a Kevin Durant trade. Uh, what they're asking for, I'd do that before. I'd go with Kevin Durant for all that stuff before I do it with Donovan Mitchell. I think Donovan Mitchell is not worth that high of a price point. I think he's worth you know a pretty high price point. But if I was going for a you know, a trade, I would give up maybe two players. Uh, and you know, if I had six first round picks, I would give up maybe three or two, two or three of them because I <clears throat> do, I think Donovan Mitchell automatically turns me into a playoff team. And probably, I think he can get us all the way there. I think he's got good shooting. I think he's got uh, a high ceiling. I think he's got opportunities. And I think if you're the Knicks, you have some Julius Randall, you got I wouldn't give up Bobby Tobin I would keep him. You got Jalen Brunson. Brons- uh, so you have some good players, and then you had Donovan Mitchell on top of that. That's a good starting five, and uh, you can definitely make that work. But will he help in playoff time? Will he help in the, opportunity- or the time that really matters in basketball, which is in those playoff games? Will he help us win games and move forward? Or will would be more like the Utah Jazz where we get to those opportunities and never move forward? So if with all of that being the case, I would invest a little bit, but not too much. But what they're asking for is a superstar uh, type of trade. And is Donald Mitchell a superstar type player? I think that a lot of people around the league would tell you who he is. But in my opinion, if you look at what he's done with the Utah Jazz, he's been great in regular season, but not great in the rest of the season so until he turns all that around and starts playing at a legitimate level at a level that you would say okay this is good this is the type of player that can get us to a championship guaranteed every time you know not every time but you know guaranteed quite a bit to get to that spot and start winning basketball games and get through the playoffs as soon as he proves that the market will get hotter but do i think one of these teams would be doing that not unless they get extremely desperate and they're in desperate need of that type of trade but I don't see any team that around the league that are in that desperate shape uh, of making a trade like that, especially after watching the summer league where a lot of these guys have uh, the bad teams, quote-unquote, have now gotten good players, good rookies that can come in and good second-year guys that can come and start playing and start helping things out. By watching the summer league, I started to see a lot of the guys that they have and start to understand it a little bit better. So if I'm the Jazz I'd take the offer down a little bit, or I would just say, okay, we're keeping Donovan Mitchell. I think that's probably what they're going to do. They're going to say, okay, we'll keep Donovan Mitchell. Just like I think the Brooklyn Nets are going to be like, okay, we'll drag our feet and wait until someone comes crawling to us and say, we really need Kevin Durant or, or we just kind of meet in the middle into some type of trade opportunity. But right now I think it's, the market's not hot enough for either one of these players where, a team would be willing to give up Carl Anthony Towns and, and uh, Anthony Edwards. There's no way they would be willing to do that. And just like, they would not be willing uh, if you're the next to give up, you know, their future and their, and their draft choices. So I think right now <laughs> the uh, NBA is in a situation where it's going to get interesting. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned this to you, uh, uh, but I, uh, a couple of weeks ago when we did a podcast i think you're out on that one but he, uh the the adam silver the commissioner of the nba mm-hmm. mentions that he doesn't want players to do what kevin Durant did and say i want to trade okay. request a trade early in their contract so at this point like these type He's of trades will be too going.
0: early in Katie's
1: time. He doesn't want players, you know, sign a contract and then try right. to bounce. Yeah, and they said like if he wants to do that, then there's going to be some type of fine or something that yeah. goes with it. So right now, that like the NBA feels like it's in one of those situations where this could be the way off seasons roll. Like players uh, get dealt and traded that are not all star superstar players. And we had to wait a lot longer before we see some type of movement. And this is just how it's going to start going is where it shifts from trades being about all-star superstar right, players. To them and it's now into these minor pieces that help things win.
0: Hey, we've got, we've got this particular core component. How do we write around? How
1: it? do we go build around that yep. per- particular piece? And as much as we want to get that particular piece, so let's go yep. after him, you know? So that's why I feel like this could be a, a year that starts a trend.
0: So, okay. Maybe we should get used to this. <laughs> All right. Okay, I can see it. I can definitely see it. All right. Let's uh, let's jump from the NBA and uh, let's jump to the MLB, Major League Baseball, where the Seattle Mariners are in uh, in a in a in a new what streak of wins? Yep, fifteen wins in a row. So this or is the 14 most fourteen wins in a row. What is this? The most in most wins go into an All Star break. Okay, most ever. wins going into the All-Star break ever. The other nearest one was like 10. Okay.
1: Uh, and all three of those teams got to the World Series. Really? Two of them won it all.
0: Seriously. So, Interesting.
1: They were like the worst team at the end of the season. This is the Seattle Mariners we're talking about, back. though. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So. But
1: this team is extremely talented. I've been watching a lot of the. Uh, so where games. were they?
0: You so so uh, for for the listeners, those that do not know this, uh, a few episodes back, I guess it is, or a few weeks back. Yeah, a few weeks. Back. Uh, John sat down with Rick Riz, the voice of the Mariners. Yep. And uh, they had a conversation. So where were um where were they at in the streak at that point in the conversation?
1: Let me look. I got to figure out when that podcast came out. Let me check.
0: Uh, I think they were like just starting it at that. Did point. Did you guys talk about it? Because I th- did he mention it? I thought he mentioned they, it.
1: I just asked him um, what he th- like if he thought this team was the Mar- uh, Mariner team to get back, you know, into the uh, into the playoffs again. Uh, it was July sixth. Okay, it's the eighteenth now. So that's twelve days, twelve days ago. So yeah, they were in the middle of that streak. The very beginning of yeah, that. I think streak. They had,
0: I think at the time, I think he says like, "Hey, there's four. Uh, they're four four hour, or four, and oh, yes. Four wins. Yeah. So they wins,
1: were kind yeah. of the beginning of that streak, but now they've really taken off. I, yeah. I think they've got such talented players. Uh Julio Rodriguez, I believe is his name. He, uh he they were talking about how he, like Rick Rez mentioned it. He said like he's the most talented player right now. Uh he's won Rookie of the Year or Rookie of the Month like the last three months in a row. Uh, And he has been the player that everyone looks forward to seeing. He's actually going to be in the home run derby tonight, but he's been lifting. He's been doing extremely well, carrying a pretty heavy load, Carlos Santana has been doing a really good job, uh, you know, getting a lot of home runs. So all these guys, uh, try, uh, Ty France at first base is one of the first basemen that Rick Rose mentions again, but he's been playing extremely well. J.B. Crawford's been playing extremely well. All these guys, it just feels like this is a completely different Mariners team that we've seen in the years past. I mean, I stopped watching for a little while, flipped it back on after we did the Rick Reese interview, maybe a little bit before that, tried to watch a little bit of it, and it feels just like a completely different squad. Uh, than I've ever seen because I just feel like they have the youth and I feel like they've got players that can just dominate I mean I, I we watched I watched both of the or a majority of the uh, Washington game the first game of that double header that they had that day and a little bit of the second one the first game they knocked the socks off of them and the second game they went by a couple of points but I mean I, it was even impressive seeing that in the park home run the guy had he hit it and it goes into center field, not too far behind the second base. The guy goes down to scoop it up. It slips underneath the glove. It hits the back wall. And he and he scores somehow uh, and gets around the whole bases. So this team is extremely talented.
0: So this is the seventh year of the Jerry Depoto scott service era. Yep um and it so seems like the year
1: that's gonna get it done
0: i i just think it, it has to i think for them yeah oh i, I
1: think yeah if you're them yeah <laughs> i mean but i think if you look at the mariners team and i think in general that's my prediction we're about to witness uh, a transfer of power if you will as far as
0: the seattle seahawks
1: falling to the back burner to the seattle mariners yeah, a little well, bit here
0: i remember we uh we used to live in seattle during the during when they were really good in the early two thousands and um the stadium was packed. It was it was crazy. That's the other and thing. The the Seattle Seahawks were really not you know, they, they were really not performing great at that particular and time. That was before Russ though. Oh so. yeah. This is back Matt this is before Matt Hassel. That's what I'm saying. It was before Russell Wilson. Yeah, yeah. And then Russell Wilson yeah, helped out. No, 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 yeah, him, but i all that, my my point is Seattle at a time has been a big baseball city. Right. And if that team wins, that stadium will be packed, and it'll have a a really great it sold out on Monday. Yeah, it'll have a really great what atmosphere. It? Whatever the day yeah. is next time they play, and uh and that's great for that city because that city. uh But like, it would be a fascinating up. if you know Seattle loses
1: Russell Wilson. All of a sudden, you know Seattle's losing games, can't stay afloat, and then the Mariners are winning all these games, and gets the world series and all that. That would be fascinating. If this is the year they turn around again, they've been up been in the playoffs for 21 years. Yeah. No, it's uh, it was long, 2001. A long time. Uh, we talked about that with the Rick was again, if you haven't listened to that uh, podcast, I'd yeah. recommend listening yeah, to I it. Very that. fascinating uh, learning about him and also, you know, what it's like to do broadcasting and everything like that. But I mean, there has to be a special time for him being able to, you know, for sure. 21 years, not being able to talk about <laughs> any playoffs. And then all of a sudden they're on a 15 game tear uh, and now they're in the All Star break, and there's nothing but a lot of uh, excitement from that city. I mean, like I said, they're sold out uh, for the first game against the Astros. The Astros are the only team that are ahead of them right now. Okay, uh, they are in the second game. Sec, they're well, second, they're they're like ten the games. They're
0: like ten games back in the division. The, oh yeah, they're far back at this back. point because yeah. the
1: Astros were really hot at the beginning, and now so they're, they're they're like battling back. with Tampa. Of course, they're battling with Tampa. Yeah, Tampa right now. Uh, I was looking at. I've been looking at the standings. I've been refreshing it. I think. After that interview, I brought myself back to the Mariners here, but uh, I think if you look at it, uh, I'm pulling up now. The uh, Mariners are actually right now tied with the 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 the, the uh, Tampa Bay Rays. they Tampa Bay is 51 and 41. Yeah. Seattle Mariners are 51 and 42. Yeah. Okay. So they're kind of right on top of each other. But if you look at the actual standings in the West, the Astros are eight games ahead of them. Uh, They have 59 wins. Mariners have 51 wins. So technically, it's nine games, what this says. But the Astros have lost 10 less games than the Mariners. 32. So 59 wins, 32 losses. The Mariners are 51 and 42. But before this stretch, this last 15 games that they've just gone on tear and won all of, they were actually below 500. And then they went on this uh, stretch and have gotten above 500 uh, and have been able to kind of hold on to that lead. But at this point, I'm excited to see what this Mariners team holds. Uh, a lot of the media attention of baseball has switched from uh, just about every team talking about every team. You know the Astros were a pretty big part of it from the, a lot of the posts I've seen to now. It's a lot of people talking about the Mariners and you know what they're going to be able to do. But uh, it'll be fascinating to see kind of the home run derby tonight, which is yeah, that's eight, always eight fun. Eastern time. That would be yeah. fun
0: to kind of see some of these guys. Hey, there is something going on today. Yeah. I forgot it's the All Star break. All Stars game is tomorrow. Yeah, I got the well no, but you got the home run derby. That's something. That's tonight at eight, eight, Eastern time. Yeah, right. Sure. That's and, uh,
1: it, I think it's Pete Alonso, right? Um, I have no idea. I think it's Pete Alonso. Okay. No, not the broadcaster, but the 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 batter, Pete uh-huh. Alonso. He um, if he wins tonight, apparently he has a chance to beat uh Ken Griffey Jr. Oh, for the most or for the most titles in the Home Run Derby. So that's at okay. stake tonight.
0: All right. Okay. Well, see, that's something. That's yeah. something fun. A little
1: bit. Some I like watching and you home the, derby. Game. the game home game derby. The home derby is everything great about baseball in one night. Just, it's just a bunch it's, of home runs. Love kind that.
0: Of a, kind of a crappy time of the year when it comes to sports. But the All Star break is fun. But look, we're almost at August. Yeah. So and so then, training camp is coming. We got training camp coming. Like I said, SEC media day happens uh, happened today. Um, so you know, it's kind of again. It's it's kind of the calm gone through, before it's the storm. Going through calm before the storm it's all good all right well let's get out of here sounds good <laughs> okay listeners thank you for listening if you haven't done so please subscribe we appreciate you we'll catch you next time see you see you god, god bless. Bless.